passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are going to be previewing week six. Oh, my God. I've already lost track of the week. Oh, my God. Six. Oh, my goodness. Week five overreact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Week six. We're, we're that deep in uh, week six action. We're going to be talking about three games in particular, that being the Red River rivalry. Say that 10 times fast. Texas, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, TAMU versus Bama, and of course, Kentucky versus Georgia. No LSU, Missouri, because I feel like I'm kind of tired of talking about LSU. I, I don't know about you. I mean, they stay. I, I, they're out. They're out. Uh, the ACC stinks, and the Big Ten is giving up. The Big Ten is going to be good in late October and November, but right now it's just all the best games are in the SEC and then soon to be SEC teams. So let's just enjoy it until we get some more Pac-12 on Pac-12 action also. Before we roll right into it, can you just tell our listeners about Bet Online? Yeah, the MLB playoffs have started and I've already started getting disrespected. Joe, you know, I'm I used for work. Old decision I used to, to wear a national shirt, by the way. Real, I used to be real deep. In MLB used to be yeah. real, real deep in it. And for some reason that hasn't earned me enough credibility to be other people's MLB plug for locks, bets, analysis. I was, told I wouldn't go to you for this last weekend. I was told uh, that one of my buddies had an MLB insider that I wouldn't know. And then I got the information out of him. I've known about this guy for five years. Oh, so no. he's withholding and disrespecting, but the MLB playoffs are here. So if you want to bet on those, if you want to take some of our bets in college football, I don't know why you would after last week. Oh, my God. Head to bet online. Sign up with your mobile device or through the website. Uh, Use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus. You're going to hit a bet this baseball season. I'm going to hit one. I need to. I think if you put enough down on 50-50 chances, it's going to line up your way. So head to bet online. Place that nice little baseball lock, and uh, just remember, that's where the game starts. All right. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, of course. Starting us off with Texas versus Oklahoma, another toxicity bowl here uh, featuring two of the angriest fan bases. Mm. This game, for me, it actually kind of has a hilarious perspective that I think nobody's talking about. Neither of these teams have really played anybody, and it's the thing that's getting talked about right now at Texas where – they played Jalen Milrow, who's bad this year, and they've played a bunch of backup quarterbacks. But at the flip side of things, Oklahoma's also played a handful of backup quarterbacks and nobodies to get to this point where they are both undefeated. 
I don't know the last time that they both came into this matchup being undefeated. I feel like it's been a decent amount of time because at one point or another, either Texas was really down or Oklahoma was down like they were last season. This game is really going to be proof for us. Like, who is the actual legitimate team? I think that it's going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be really high scoring because both teams have offenses that can air it out, that can produce big chunk plays. They've got good running backs that can pick up big, you know, big yards on on first down. And they also have been susceptible, both of these teams, for giving up big splash plays through the air. So I think high scoring is inevitable for this one. I think Texas is a better team, and Brett McMurphy's been uh, covering it a little bit. It's the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, yeah. this the, he said that, or noted that it's the fifth for only the fifth time since 2005, Texas is a favorite versus Oklahoma. Texas won the past four games when favored in the Red River, River rivalry, uh, 2023, 22-09, 06-05. So there was a big stretch where Oklahoma was dominating, or at least – was the favorite there. Texas, I think, has a better team top to bottom. I think they have better playmakers on offense, and I think they have a better defense. Brett Venables might be a better coach than Sarkeesian because Sarkeesian, this is the game to determine it. This is a straight-up pick em, who's a better coach between Venables and Sarkeesian because you've had three years, Sark, and Venable is in his second year. Second year? Second year. So you got this is a, a must-win if you want to prove that out of the two teams coming to the SEC next year, you're the top dog. Because Oklahoma wants to say, everyone knows about Texas. Oklahoma's just produced a couple quarterbacks, and they're going to come get rolled over by some of the big, bad SEC teams. No, not if they beat Texas. So that's a huge uh, playing factor in this. But the this, Joe, they beat Alabama. They beat Al- Texas beat uh, Alabama. They also beat Wyoming. A bad, a bad. You're going to have to put respect on one of those two teams. I, I, and I'm not choose sure one. one you got to choose one to put some respect on Alabama I, or Wyoming. I'm not going to. I want to talk about a point that you just brought up there. I do think that this game is critical for both sides in the must-win category because Brenton Venables, as you said, a lot of people were upset with the way things turned out last season and how underwhelming they were in his first year. Nobody was giving him any excuses or any slack. So to get embarrassed, especially in this game last season. They at least have to keep this thing competitive, or at the very least, or not even at the very least, at the most, they need to go out there and win this game. They need to get this victory. But at the same time, if Texas loses, I I would argue that Sark kind of lost all the time that he just bought by beating Alabama. You're blowing your load. You're blowing your load on beating Alabama, and then you can't beat Oklahoma. Just completely derails what could have been a really, really good season and going on to the college football playoff. I will say, though, I think that the winner of this game does go on to win the Big 12. And I don't think that you know, that shouldn't be a hot, hot I'm take. I'm not calling it a super hot take. I'm not calling it that. Yeah, last year, Texas won 49 to nothing. There's no excuse for them not to win 31 to 20, right? That's fair. Is that a fair score projection after last year with Oklahoma improvement? They won 49 to I think nothing. It's gonna be a lo- I think it's going to be a them. lot closer than that. I think it's going to be a much, much closer than it that. It shouldn't be. If you're Texas, you should be embarrassed if it's close, if, if it's closer than two scores. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Dylan Gabriel has been statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and I've watched him play. I've watched his tape. The, the guy looks I'm not really inspired. good. I'm not inspired. Okay. Well, you have no idea what you're looking at then. You need glasses. He Who are you is, talking to? Who are you talking a, to right now? He is a veteran. You did not just hit me with something you is, would say to Heath hot takes. You will not 
tell me you don't know what I'm looking at. I am not inspired. Maybe he can inspire me. People, you okay? Wait, 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 you wait. do this less than others, but others do this. Where okay. it, with whether it's polls, ballots, assessments, judgments, I, it's not in concrete for me. If Dylan Gabriel goes out there and balls the hell out, it's different. And then maybe but, I'm raising the book for him. But right now, he's not getting the book. He, is, you know what, Dylan Gabriel is going to prove your ass wrong, man. He's going to prove your ass wrong in this game. Inspire Dylan me. Gabriel Inspire me then. He has been one of the most consistent, strong yeah, quarterbacks yeah. this season. He is a good decision maker. You just maker. said he didn't he play anybody. Turn. You just said that. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is one game. Am one I saying Quinn Ewers should be a top, 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 top five pick? I No, I'm, I'm not. I can make evaluations on a player's quality despite who he's playing against. Take your shoulders down. Idiot. I don't like when your shoulders get that high. You're an, Take you're them an, down. You're an idiot. I think that this game is going to be close because of Dylan Gabriel and Texas not having been tested defensively by any quarterbacks who can actually throw the ball. And I would argue the multiple deep shots that led to touchdowns or were touchdowns in the Alabama game are proof that we should maybe have a little bit of a worry that they have been susceptible to getting beat over the top. It also happened with freaking uh, is it Jake Bean or Jason Bean, the backup quarterback for Kansas, who hit a nice, easy long shot over the top, which if you're that much better than Kansas, which I was told after the game that they were so freaking dominant, look how badly they beat down on him. You're not giving that shot up. You're not giving that easy, deep shot up. So you know what? Oklahoma has a legitimate chance to win this game. It don't I, act like that they don't. I don't think that they do. And also, if we're talking about uh, a long ball use, that's what won them the game versus Alabama. Taking the taking off the top, a, yeah. an awesome long ball pass, so they can go both ways with it. I'm not saying they can't, right. but right. the the uh, Oklahoma teams who, that have tested their defense that have been battle hardened. Okay, let's check them out. Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa, Cincinnati, Iowa State. Who has tested them? Who? This is a, a mirror game. This is Toxicity Bowl. They're the same team right now. That's what I'm saying. Is better. That's what I'm saying. I will quick shout out though on the defensive side of the ball for Texas. Um, I really liked Jalen Ford, their linebacker coming into the game into the season, because he's a really good athlete and he's a strong football player. And he's taking a step forward. He's leading them, and I think tackles, tackles for loss, and interceptions. He has been a monster for this Texas defense. So they got to step up. They got to get some stops. Both sides got to get stops. And it's it's almost I think going to be one of those games who. Who gets the one stop in the th end of the third quarter that leads to the double, the oh, two score lead? That's kind of how I see it's going to be. Dylan Gabriel out. pick, probably. You suck. I, you think I don't want to pull out the book more? I'd love to. I would love to. Show me something. You think he's Adrian Martinez? He's better than Adrian Martinez. Oh, Texas AM. No, not yet. Texas AM versus Bama. This is the bleach your eyes out game, man. Uh, this is the. Last year, I don't know if you remember this one, but this was really, really hard to watch, this game. Uh, we watched it in the hotel room when we were at Campbell last we I think, oh, You're right. And this was – I think I fell asleep watching the end of it. <laughs> and we already got a glimpse of what Jalen Milrow was, which is not a good passer, when this game happened last year. I don't know, dude. This one – I, I really think that there is a strong possibility – that Texas A&M wins this game. I know that they're at without Connor Weigman, but Max Johnson wasn't great. He threw a pick six and looked a little sloppy against Arkansas. 
but works within the Petrino offense enough for them to get a, a, a couple successful scoring drives for them to win the game. It's going to be hard to move the ball against Bama's defense, but I think if you score at least three touchdown drives, you get one pick six, which you're probably going to get off of Jalen Milrow, you win the football game that way. You just like Max Johnson because his dad is a football dad. That's what you oh, like. Oh, I you forgot like the, about that. You dude. Like Brad Johnson well, is, is a big football dad. Okay, I texted you about this. So Brad Johnson played in the NFL. Yeah. He was a bigger quarterback, or he was, he was a bigger guy in the NFL. He is so goddamn diesel right now. It is <laughs> it is unsettling how big he is. He clearly just stopped playing and just immediately walked right into a weight room and has not left. I need to find a picture of him. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a good one for you. Uh that maybe maybe somebody pulled a screen cap from the game because you and I, we disagree on a lot, but we share a, a, a common interest in uh, in football dads, and that is just massive individuals or a, a, a father that gives off an aura of just strictly ball, strictly uh, testosterone, all of that. And, and Brad Johnson seems to have a good amount of that in him. Uh, golly, he just—I guess he does trick shot videos now, also on his TikTok or something. Brad Johnson does. Yeah, because oh my he's god, an NFL quarterback, or you a former to... NFL quarterback? So I think he he used to <laughs> he like just he still got a cannon arm. Like that's something you're not going to take away from a wait. Let's see a, a, a quarterback. Jeez, should have been a little prepared. Oh, uh, any other any other points on this game? While I'm looking. Oh this up? god, who cares about Texas A&M this year? That's where I'm at. I don't. Ca- I don't oh, care. This about is them. awesome. I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping they can look give us a J- game. Look at look how jacked he is. Look at, the, look at those <laughs> look pipes. For him. He looks like McGuire. Bro, that's insane. Look how freaking big his arms are. <laughs> he looks like 98 McGuire. Holy hell. Dude, he's been doing nothing but curls since he retired. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think his shoulders developed. I, I don't think he goes to a gym either. I think it's just in his basement. And he, he hasn't bought new weights. It's just rusty dad weights that are oh my god did your dad have had dad weights <laughs> yeah we had we had one of those curl bars like one of those the, really rusted uh, out curl it, bars every every 25 pound plate's actually like 30 pounds and every 45 yes. pound plate is like is like 55 they're, they're for some reason i think that the u.s government or, or physical physical education system just decided we're going to start tricking these jokers and they're going to get even stronger than they thought they were getting stronger because the metal plates, they they are different. What what were we talking? Texas A&M, Bama. Bama's yeah, okay. Going. Let's actually talk about this game. Yeah, I, this is yeah, going to be a slop win. fest. I think that Max Johnson is probably going to get turned over because Bama's defense is so freaking good. But this is going to be another one of those days of is Jalen Milrow and Tommy Rees just not bad enough for them to lose, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm tracking. Like they're going to be shit. They're going to be shit. They're going to make a lot of mistakes. So as long as they're not like a hundred percent bad, but like eighty eight percent bad, mm. that's that's what I think. Okay, I, I like that rationale. Actually, you're not expecting them to be good. You're not really even expecting them to be terrible. But they're they're going to be good enough to not lose the entire thing on their own accord. Yeah, I mean okay. they they, okay. they lost the that. game. Jalen Milrow, Tommy Reese, the whole offense, the offensive line, which has been horrible this year, they lost the game against Texas. So for them to win, 
And they, that was a that was a bad game. They had a couple yeah. of nice shot plays. They got to make a couple long plays and not turn the ball over. That's it. That's just it. Just do the same thing they did against Ole Miss. Just just go back to 2012. Run the rock, play staunch defense, mad angry Saban at practice. Get him back. I think Saban might have gotten a little bit soft. I think he might have gotten a little too happy feeding the ducks on the lake instead of, <laughs> hey, I'm Nick Saban. Everyone knows me as the tyrant, but the tyrant that will put you in the NFL. So get back to that guy. And I think we might be getting back to that guy because there's been a lot of outside noise for an ultra hyper competitor like him. Yeah, and you also have to imagine he just clearly does – him and Jimbo do not get along, and this is one of those just – you know, mad dad. He hates lanes. So he had to just go yeah. out and say, hey, you you want to take on your old man? Come on outside. I'll show you. I'll show you what 50 looks like. Step um, out of that cart. You want to be Jesus. <laughs> uh, another serious note just to talk about Texas A&M. Th- their defense, McKinley Jackson, all those guys on the defensive line, they didn't play great against Miami, but I feel like they're starting to recover in the way that they showed up against Arkansas, which is a team that should run the ball well. And Raheem Sanders was back and they completely gobbled them up. That's the big matchup for me to watch is the, I know that was poor choice of words that you're squinting at me for gobble. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I, look, I, every time I try to stay professional, you catch me. And the show's make, not, the show's not professional. So don't no, be professional. We have to stay, but if you're saying on a serious note, I have to let you at least attempt to make a serious note. And I said gobble them up, so I have no yeah, right I know. to. to question. <laughs> you just... O-line for Alabama trying to compete with that defensive line. It's who wins that battle? Because if it's overwhelmingly Texas A&M, and this is reminiscent of the Texas game, it could be a really long day. Yeah, I don't. What time is this one on? Let me see. If this is competing with any other good game, I might not watch. God, I, I think it's a midday out. game. Pretty sure it's a midday midday game. All right, while you're looking that up, I'm gonna treat. Yeah, yeah, it's a midday game. Transitioning us to the last battle of the day that is going to be fun to watch: Kentucky versus Georgia. So this one, I, I really, I wanted to focus on this one instead of the Mizzou LSU. It's a good call. Missouri LSU is going to be fun because it's going to be really high scoring. But I'm tired of talking about LSU like they're a top-ranked team. They have two like losses. They matter right they, now. They don't matter right now. They're not in the equation. Can they recover and return to the conversation? Yeah. But you know who's hot right now is Kentucky. And Georgia is trying to get a ranked win to justify some of their struggles right now. I think that this is a real opportunity after Ray Davis completely pantsed Florida and put out an insane stat line the way that he ran all over that that Florida defense for Georgia to, to show up and say, we're not messing around. We can still stop the best run games in the country, and we're going to do that today. If you take Ray Davis out of it, that offense, and I know Devin Leary is a nice quarterback, I don't think is good enough to really move the ball, especially on Georgia's secondary, which has been really freaking frightening. I'm obviously going to lean Georgia on this, but this is a real legit position for Georgia to say, stop doubting us. Stop doubting us. And I know that you're probably going to say what Georgia needs to do offensively. I don't even need to guess it. And you probably know what I'm implying. Yeah, it's throw the ball to Brock Bowers. And that's what that's what a lot of the recap was on Sunday. This I am in I am very intrigued about this game because 
Kentucky should not be taken lightly, and they proved it to us last week. They proved, hey, we, we're we're undefeated, and we just beat Florida, and Florida yeah. had a pretty big win this year, and it's still SEC competition. As much as we joke about Billy Napier's hairline, and we joke about the team and the dysfunctionality, okay, we're, we're still playing ball. And Kentucky went out and looked like a bunch of grown-ass men wanting to play some football, and that's typically what Georgia looks like. And they turned in a Georgia-esque performance against Florida. And I'm not saying Kentucky's Georgia. Georgia is the heavy favorite in this game for a reason. They're still Georgia. They still have the five stars. They still have the abundance of NFL talent for the next level. Uh, And they still have a a, a decently high-powered offense. But boy, was the overreaction pot bubbling. And I was feeding into it. I, I had some of that overreaction soup. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty fun. This is tasty. I like this. I like this. Georgia might be human. Georgia flavor is might it? be susceptible. Fraud is the flavor. <laughs> Georgia okay. might be vulnerable to a hard-nosed run game in which they haven't seen yet. George, they've had a cupcake schedule. And everyone knew they had a cupcake schedule. And people have been complaining about it. So are you going to nut up and, and say, hey, you call them cupcakes and now going into it, you, you, you said that we might get we might really be tested. Go mm. out, drop 40 on them, hold them to seven points. That's a huge statement when definitive number one. You go toe to toe with Kentucky. It's either Kentucky is legit or Georgia still has problems. And I, I still want a little more that that, that soup, Joe. So I, I'm very interested in this game. See, I don't even think that this game will actually prove to us that Kentucky's legit. I, I think Kentucky has holes, but is good enough to finish the year as a ranked team. They're never going to be in that top 10 conversation. Oh, I'm not saying they are. But I, I think it's more of, does Georgia have what it's had in the past? Because last year they started a little slow and then they started to pick up steam and they started embarrassing teams. Is this the week where they start embarrassing teams? They have to do more offensively. And I know that it's hard. It's really, really hard with that offensive line. Kentucky's defense benefited from an inept offense with bad play calling that they looked really freaking dominant last week. But we all know that that defense is not on that same level of some of the guys that Georgia has faced already this year. I I don't see a reason why this, again, overall just can't be that get right game for Georgia to reinstill in our minds that we're not drinking that fraud soup anymore. I gotcha. I'm just still waiting for them to have that 30 to six win over Oregon this year because they won the natty. They came back and said, okay, you want to throw a good, a a real team at us. Okay, cool. This is what happens when you do that. And everyone and me especially was like, damn, they're not playing around this year again. And it made everyone, and me himself included, uh, uh, calling Oregon fraud and saying that they're going to be bad this uh, last year. That was year. a new pitch I didn't know that you could read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what happens. Too much soup. Uh, but but so pull out your 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 Oregon game, Georgia, if you really want to. Pull it out and show us. Because we're kind of, we're, we're waiting for it. It looks pretty wide open right now. I'm going to move past some of the verbiage that was used. No, that was in fine. That. that was all in the clear. That, that that's that's a green shot 2k that that's that's betting picks let's get oh, to our sure. betting picks here sean last week we both took a bath you mm-hmm. went zero and three i went oh two and one right now the standing sit and me being 12 five and one at a 70 percent nice. success rate you are eight and ten 
with a wonderful 44% success rate. My first pick, Mm -hmm. Washington State plus three and a half versus UCLA. This one doesn't make any sense to me. Why is Washington State, unless Cam Ward's out and I'm just missing something here, coming off of a bye, a three-point dog against UCLA who looked really bad against Utah. And Washington State is a good D-line. I love this pick. This might be my lock of the week. It uh, oh, we're giving out LOTWs now. All right, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's a good pick. Washington State, good team, and fun to bet on as well because they put up a lot of points. Could I could like the overplay in this also? Uh, my first pick: Maryland getting twenty points versus Ohio State. A bit of an emotional dump for Ohio State recently. I still think they're a better team. Maryland, bit of a bit of a, a, a big momentum shift in the positive direction. I'm not saying they're a better team. I still think they don't lose by three touchdowns because this could be a Kyle McCord welcome back to reality game because even though he played his best game ever against Notre Dame, it wasn't that great of a game at the same time. So Maryland been known to cause a little bit of fits. So I like this. It's too many points, too many points for a Maryland team that's rolling. Uh, I do like that one. That is a very big line. Rutgers go to hell is back. We go to hell with another tasty line. And you know what? If I found a line for Rutgers Wagner, I bet it would have hit because they smoked the fuck out of Wagner. Minus 12 versus Wisconsin. They are a really good running team. I think that Wisconsin has shown signs of weakness. I'm not saying that this is a Rutgers upset, but I think 12 points. Very, very tasty for the Scarlet Knights. Who's that idiot? Luke Fickle. Hey, get ready, jerk ass, because I'm not dealing with it another week. You, you <laughs> Dude, need if we, to if lock we go the five, hell in. Five and zero oh against the spread. Are you kidding me? If they go five and zero oh against the spread, I'm gonna be insufferable. I won't. I won't be here on Sunday. If, they if, are if the golden team. Covers. The They're not golden the golden team. team. They're not the golden team. Your second pick. My second pick, uh, UNC only favored by eight, eight to Syracuse. Syracuse stinks. USC is good, or UNC is good. I think UNC is at home also, so I, I will take the good offense over the bad offense and the decent defense over the decent defense to cover eight points. I'm cool with that. It, it's just it's just a makes sense play for me. Syracuse's horrible defense made Clemson's offense look like USC. Like yeah, it made yeah. them look like they were potent and could move the ball. And we all know that that's just not true. So I, I do. That's actually a pretty, pretty quality pick there. Last one here. We got the, we got the fade off here. You know I'm what? taking Illinois minus also. four. I'll give you what? the full. Okay. All right. Well, I got, I got minus four on bet online. So give me. That's just changed. Give me Illinois. Minus four against Nebraska. Nebraska sucks, dude. Illinois has been bad. Illinois sucks. Illinois sucks. Nebraska sucks on a completely. I'm not saying they don't. Extra. I'm taking Nebraska getting four versus the fraud. Double fraud soup. Extra fraudulent, please. uh, Illinois team that I gassed up like no other. And I still think they have NFL playmakers. And and who's the idiot quarterback that they that you were trying to sell me on that that's been uh Ole Miss transfer that's supposed to be the heart and soul. Oh, Old Meyer gonna, and he hasn't Altmeyer. been great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, no. No. Give me Nebraska. They need to they need to do something this year. It's been tough sledding. 
All right. Uh, a couple other thoughts, though, before we end up wrapping up. First of all, the Oregon State coach was for some reason. OK, so he was I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. He was caught on camera giving a, a very interesting motion. Was that Jonathan plot. Smith himself? Or was, was, it it was John, I think okay. it was Jonathan Smith. And during the Utah game, he made a motion implying that he was milking himself to imply to the team milk the clock because they were trying to well, win the game against Utah. Milking his chest area. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he uh, seemingly had to apologize for getting caught doing that on TV. What? That is bullshit. That is such bullshit that he got called out for that and had to apologize. Who cares? It is a great motion. It is a great signal. How it's, else are you going to signal it? It's arguably the only other signal. It's maybe the only one that you could use where you could be like, all right, well, I'm not going to get penalized for it because it, you're just doing, all right, we got to milk the clock, fellas. What is that? All right, we need an easy signal. Milk. You can do okay. this. Yeah, yes, but you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't be sitting there on the sidelines fired up chewing gum. You can't you can't be doing that on the sidelines. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Smith did nothing wrong. He shouldn't have to apologize it. No. It's football. It's a good signal from the sideline. Is I it, want it, yeah, it's it's like, uh, but at the same time, that's what it's supposed to be. I want Jonathan Smith to come back with an even more inappropriate signal for the milk. I, I, I bet you can find one. Like, There's can plenty. We get, can we get the Yeah, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> The double churros? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second thing, midweek football is back this week, so we get to watch Wednesday games. We're taping this on a Tuesday. It's dropping, I think, Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm excited. We got the we got the midweek games coming back, man. I, I've missed it. I've missed being able to just, like, at the end of the workday, flip on and see Central Michigan playing Miami of Ohio in a snowstorm <laughs> we get on in Wednesday? the middle of November. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No, I don't think that that one's one of the Wednesday games. Um, oh, let me see. Wait, no, let me check what the – yeah, are, do you have it pulled up? Uh, Jacksonville State, uh, Middle Tennessee State. Yes. Uh, and then FIU, New Mexico State. What a Let's go. <laughs> That's a no, slate and a half. Obviously, I it, you know, it's the, the hack, no free plugs, but Sicko's committee is going to be all over that. They are oh, going yeah. to be all over it. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a push to check them out as well. All right, last thing to talk about here before we wrap up. So Desmond Reed for Western Carolina has been a fantastic player this year, has been somebody who is running his ass off, putting up insane production for a Western Carolina team that has not been a historically good football program. And we've, we're actually going to be covering him on the FCS pod for anyone who tunes into that. And 24-7 Sports put out an article today that – talks about him as a very highly likely FCS to FBS transfer candidate because he's a younger player, he's done some really good stuff, and he's probably going to be highly sought after in the transfer portal. A lot of the FCS world was upset at this, and including yourself. I got to be honest, I don't think that this is off base. This is the world that we now live in. And the relevance, and look, this is going to suck to say, but Relevance for FCS teams, we all we as former FCS players and coverers, that's not the right word, people who cover FCS football. There you go. Obviously love and respect those that stick around at their programs. But it, I also still root for the success of guys 
that transfer up. The fact that a Johnny Cornelius from Rhode Island is playing his ass off right now for for Oregon, or to see Cam Ward put himself in the first round conversation because he transferred up to Washington State has been playing amazing. This is the world that we now live in. Guys that are good, that are younger players, are going to transfer up because they want that opportunity to reach the NFL. And yes, it still is, reigns true that if they're if you're good, they will find you. But at Western Carolina, he's going to get more opportunities to make more money as at a position where in outside of college and in, in the NFL, it's going to be hard for him to make money. His contract is probably going to be short, and he's going to be competing with multiple guys to get a shot for a roster. Wherever he goes, I'm going to root for him. I love it when these FCA, FCS guys transfer up. I don't think it's off base to publish an article like this. I think we agree on 90% of your sentiment. Uh, I think that it's fantastic. It creates good parity, gives more, it gives different opportunities uh, at the FBS level. If you were, if he were to say, say Arkansas needs a new running back and you were to go play at Arkansas and become an impact player. That's fantastic. Go do it. Be, be a dude. Uh, that's who you've been. And then we could talk about it. Remember it be like, there's another guy who was able to, if he, if he believed it in that sense, improve his situation. Good for him. Happy for the players. I think a lot of the times, uh, at least more recently, they make the the right call with the transfer portal opening up and they just find themselves in a better situation. I just don't like that it is week five going into week six this Saturday, and we're already talking, or they, 24-7 sports or 247 sports, is already just trying to cash in on something that is not necessary middle of the season. Do a preview. Do a preview on him. Do a, a, a just a, a column, anything but, hey, we can't wait for him to ditch this for this. Anything okay, but, but, oh, the transfer portal's so hot but, and we, we we need to cash he, in. And I know it's the world, but holy hell, are we really already talking about FCS to FBS transfer yes, portal ups? Because here's it's the reality stupid. of it. Write a it's column hack. on the kid playing well. And it's not hack. Write a column on the hack. kid playing well. No one's going to fucking read it. Nobody cares to read it at the in the FBS space. Most of them don't even know that Western Carolina is an FCS program. Half the time when I tell people I played at Rhode Island, they ask me, is that a Division three school? Most people at big football programs don't care. Now people are talking about Western Carolina because of the fact that this kid is playing so well that he is good enough to be recognized as a likely Power 5 transfer that is going to be highly impactful when he does transfer or if he does decide to transfer. Then let's I, talk about it in January or December or anywhere else besides in the thick of a season creating a distraction for for not only uh, uh, Reed himself but his teammates, his coaches, mm -hmm. everybody. It's a distraction to already have stuff like this being published. What did you say? I don't agree with that. You don't agree don't that this would be a distraction if stuff like no. this, were, if, if an article like this was posted about there's, if, if there's coaches already in his DMs showed, right now. I bet you, I yeah, bet you that I'm there's sure coaches there in his DMs right now. I'm sure if they he's are. Distracted, are they he's distracted by that, not by an article this week? You want to know why no, they also published an article like this? Because they probably talked to coaches who have said, yeah, we've already reached out to him. The tampering happens. This is the world that we thing. live in. That's them. I, I hate this shit where this we where we season. do this where I'm gonna cover my eyes and pretend the bad things don't happen in college football now that and I'm doing that. No, but it's what the the reaction to I'm this. I'm saying it's a dumb time is. to post this article. It's a distraction for the team. Give it's him a his distraction run. for him. He deserves. I'm fine it. with him getting it. run. Get him, give him his run out after the season has ended, and Western Carolina gets booted in the first round.
He wasn't That's good enough. You give him his run. He didn't get the opportunity to get recruited out of high school and be a big name, and now he gets the opportunity to be a big name and be on the national spotlight. And I agree. People are upset Do that he's getting January. that recognition. Why does it have to happen now? The first week of October, it's out of hand. I I'm disagree. not saying it's inherently a bad thing. It is timed poorly. If I was sitting in the locker room and there was an article written about uh, uh, Joe DeLeon possibly getting looks at the next level and it, we're going into week six, I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm sitting here. What the hell is going on? He's how different is this? Game. If how How different is this if there's articles published referencing – referencing somebody being rising on the NFL draft radar. How is there any difference between that's that? That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. It's not school to same school. Same thing. It's not school to school. It's not the same yeah. thing. At Joe DeLeon. Yeah, there it is. Joe loses Tennessee. the argument. No, I didn't lose the argument. Fuck, fuck you. I didn't lose the argument. I can't. I, I well, Just because I don't want this to span 45 minutes. Uh, it doesn't need to span, but I'm just saying, I, I, I you know. I provided a good, don't, don't, no, no, don't. You always did this. You always used to do this in the cafeteria when we used to argue with each other that you'd be like, oh, chalk that one up when there was no clear indication that you won the argument. Oh, cool. You got your goofy, goofy whiteboard and you're going to write down, Sean won an argument for once on the show. Yeah, I don't think you wanted this all. And yes, obviously our listener base is probably going to side with you, but as somebody who thinks that it's, it's ridiculous to get upset over something like this, it's unnecessary. I'm not the upset guy, about the, it. I'm just saying it's, it's poorly timed. There's totally a nice, are. nice. There's a nice little tally right there on my whiteboard for me. That's nice. Good to see. At Joe DeLeon at Sanderson Radio. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.